Welcome back with Autumn and Asia for endless conversations. Any topic, anytime. Awesome. And today's topic is raising a family. And how timely yeah. this is, especially just coming off of Mother's Day yep. and celebrating what that really means, mm-hmm. moving into focusing again on raising that family. Yeah. And, you know, it's the best job. It's the most rewarding, yet the most challenging. Yeah. And all the stages that your kids go through with their age groups and like all the things parents do in each season of that life Mm -hmm. is, it just kind of like molds into the next, like it changes as the kids get older. Yeah. I'm very excited about this topic because I don't have a family yet. A lot of like my age range people are looking at starting families possibly like getting married or getting married so this is like a really good um conversation for like myself i'm just super excited to like talk about these questions and kind of see what your answers are because um you know you need all the help you can get when raising a family and or at least i assume you do yeah i mean that goes back to it takes a family yeah it takes a village to raise a family yeah is what yeah, yeah. like it is so true, and I can relate to that now because especially the kids getting active in sports and, mm-hmm. you know, needing mom and dad have yeah. a role. They're taking a kid. Yeah. Mima's taking a kid. Yeah. And then even comes times where, like, one parent or Mima can't help out, so it's like you ask another family in that sport, like, hey, yeah. can you take so-and-so or we'll swap kids. Like <laughs> We'll swap kids. <laughs> it's just so yeah. awesome to have all that support mm-hmm. and Oh my gosh, like I couldn't be more thankful for the kids' families that they have and the friendships we've developed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm starting to realize how big my village is when I'm doing my wedding guest list. Yes. And we're like, okay, 250 people later, like (laughs) I will be hitting you all up if I need a babysitter or I need you to pick my kid up from practice. (laughs) And those are things that will happen. You had no idea you were signing up for that when you accepted my wedding invite, but here we go. (laughs) It is like small print in the bottom. You are now part of my family. (laughs) So when you talk about the family's dynamics now and how it has changed over the last decades, even from, you know, the fifties and sixties, having that structured mom and dad and kids. Mm -hmm. And even in some cultures, it's grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, kids. It's generations in a household to now it's just blended families and two moms or two dads Mm -hmm. or um, a stepmom yeah. and bonus a dad. Mom. Yeah, yeah, bonus moms and dads. There's just so many different family dynamics yeah. that no one family is the same, and mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be different and have different families because yeah. in the end, it's just really how you surround yourself with those families and surrounding yourself with the love and what it all means. Yeah. Yeah, and today I think it's more accepting of like blended families and how that works because it just is a part of life. Families are blended now and that's okay. And really the main purpose is if you're going to blend a family, you know, making sure that you still have like loving parents, whether that is a bonus mom or like your dad or, you know, whatever, just putting the kids first and making sure that um, 
they're okay. Yeah, like, absolutely. And it really is. I follow this girl on Instagram, and she has like she her like um, her daughter or they're separated, and she has a new husband, and then um, the father has a new wife, and she's like best friends with the wife now. And so it's like oh bonus gosh. mom, extra best friend. And it's yes. just really cool to see um, that dynamic of like, we can all get along. And that is amazing. Yeah. And that speaks high volumes to, to that family and being able to put differences aside and being able to focus on number one, the kids and yeah. what's in the best interest of the kids. Yeah. And I love that. And you see that more and more now. You do. I yeah. feel with the blended families. Yeah. Which I think is amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, parents play an irreplaceable role in the lives of children. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can be so hard on ourselves, too, about feeling, you know, is it right or wrong? And being that parent and wanting to be the best. Yeah. Some main like key words with raising a family and balancing that life um, with all the ups and downs and just growing together, but some values that one can have. And I'm just going to list a bunch off because these are one word values that yeah. you'll later on resonate with be like, Oh my gosh, I can totally like I resonate with that word more than another word. So love, mm -hmm. care, trust, Honesty, kindness, empathy, compassion, perseverance, forgiveness, mm -hmm. collaboration, consistency, celebration, cohesiveness, open communication, consequences, choices, self-control, being flexible, comforting, quality time, and really just parents leading by example. Yeah. And the older my kids get, and when I start recognizing behaviors and things that they're mimicking what I'm doing. Oh, sure. It's so, it feels so good. So they truly are listening and they truly yeah. are absorbing all the things you're doing, whether you think they are or not. Yeah. And one thing I can relate this to is, Brooklyn had to do write something at school, mm -hmm. a topic in her newsletter, and she wrote about yoga Aww. and what that means <laughs> for her and how yeah. it can benefit people. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, she is listening to yeah. me. Like, this is so awesome. Yeah. And even just listening to the boys and how they mimic their dad yeah. and wanting to be just like him. <laughs> and it's just so cool. And I couldn't be more fortunate to have Cody as a parent. Yeah. Next, and my husband by my side with this ride of raising a family. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I couldn't imagine doing it alone. And to all the parents who do it alone, like, that's a superpower. Yeah, no kidding. Like, amazing. <laughs> so some of these values, like, any of them, like, resonate with you more? Like, even growing up in a family, what would be some that you would want to talk about more? Um, so I remember compassion, compassionate, and then, um, a huge one, I don't know if you said it or not, but I just thought of it is forgiving. Did we talk, did, was that one of them? Yes. Yeah. Forgiving. Was. Forgiving was a huge thing in like my household. It was like, you know, in this house, we forgive each other. And that was like 
my mom said that and she lived by that and we still live by that it's you know you're the people that you love the most we're all human and they're gonna hurt you and you know you learn from that you grow from that it doesn't make it okay but you forgive them and you move on yeah absolutely I love that because even like I need forgiveness sometimes too sometimes I'm a crank (laughs) you know and so just knowing that I have a safe space where I'm always going to be forgived and I'm always willing to forgive others is mm, chef's kiss for me. Right? <laughs> it is so important because really some of that where you need forgiveness is a learning opportunity. Like yeah. it's something you may have not experienced in one time and it's teaching that other person what is right or wrong or yeah. you know forgiving someone like what does that apology look like mm-hmm. and it's so apologies are a whole other topic oh, we could yeah. probably talk about like a proper apology what is that yeah and especially with raising a family the age is being different like you know obviously your apology is going to be different from a three-year-old to sure. an 18 year old like <laughs> yeah. it's just going to be different um one of the this kind of goes along with it it's Family lives is where I found this passage from a couple of these passages that we'll talk about or the values. So one of the values is discipline. Okay. And rather than thinking of discipline as a punishment, you should use it as a way of teaching your children how to meet their needs without hurting or offending anyone. While you may be angry, it can help to keep calm and teach your child how he or she could have handled the situation differently. And how he or she can go about it differently next time. Mm. This way is both positive and more constructive. Mm, I love that. Yes. It really teaches, you know, parents patience too when it comes to disciplining. And we're so quick to just run down that anger road. Like you're so mad at that. Or you can just take a breath, refocus and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is a teaching moment. Yeah. This is teaching my kid discipline so he can remember or she can remember yeah you know we don't do this because right i that reminds me of how thinking of like how i was disciplined as a child it was always if you did something wrong you're not in trouble if you tell me but if i find out from someone else oh you're gonna wish you told me right truth and honesty yeah so it was always you know if you tell me and i find out from you like you're not in trouble. We're going to talk about it. We're going to learn from it. If I find out from someone else, mm, right? not good. It's going to be tough. <laughs> and you're going to learn what discipline is. Yes. <laughs> and even disciplining and being on the same page as your partner. And yeah. that would be some probably ups and downs and growing pains as parents as you grow. Like disciplining at different stages because... Sure. You know, yeah, you're not going to put your three-year-old on timeout for, like, two, three hours. Right. Because their thought process is probably gone 30 seconds after you put them on timeout. Yeah. I mean, I have a funny story about timeout. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> okay, bunny trail. So, um, it's actually, it's it's funny now. But, so, we used to have this dog, um, a Cocker Spaniel. He was Max. And he, like guarded me protected me loved me from the moment that I came home and I was being a naughty three-year-old and he like did something that made me mad and I kicked him 
and my dad <laughs> pulled me out of, up from the ground so fast, sat me in timeout, and was like, you don't get out of timeout until you apologize to Max. And I was like, I'm not apologizing. You know, like, he did something wrong. And he's like, then you sit there until you decide that you can apologize. And I'm crying and crying. And my mom's like, Jay, let's just get her out like of timeout. Come on. And she, he's like, no, she's apologizing. She doesn't get to treat Max like that. He's another member of this family. And then wouldn't you know, like, I don't even know how long it was, but anyways, then I'm crying. I'm like, I'm sorry, Max. I didn't mean to kick you. Or like, I felt so bad. And even now I'm looking at it and I'm like, I kicked a dog. Like, I'm like disgusted at myself <laughs> for doing it, you know, and then like not apologizing. And yeah, so. Well, it's just those impulse behaviors kids have for whatever reason. Yeah. That that just happens to like kids biting. Like, it's just an, like an impulse thing. Like they quit do or they hit or like you say, you kick the dog. Yeah. Like, no, you on a normal day to day probably wouldn't go up and kick a dog no but just for whatever reason in that moment that happened yeah and it's okay like right you're not alone if your kid is a biter like yeah there are other kids that do that and you know it's it's okay and I we've even gone through that and got a book called teeth are not for biting sure teeth are for chewing food you know your mouth is for communicating like redirecting the behavior to what is it used for and I think disciplining kids it's okay to discipline at a young age Mm -hmm. and start building that in what they do and who they are as a human because you know one thing Cody and I talk about a lot is staying on that path and we talk to our kids about you have to stay on this the good path Mm -hmm. because as soon as you get off the path and you don't get back on right away, the further you let that go, the further and further away you are from that path. Yeah. And the sooner you can get back on that path, the better your life will be. Yeah. And we instill that in our kids. And Okay, sorry, I had a little <laughs> podcast malfunction. We're still learning. <laughs> so we were talking about, you know, being on that path, being on the yeah. straight and arrow and... Yeah. You know how true that is because you know kids can relate to that right analogy yeah and well I think too like um you know with me and the timeout what would that have taught me if I didn't apologize and I was just taken out of timeout right you know it would have taught me that I'm allowed to get away with things I don't have to apologize so really too and something that I learned in psychology was like you follow through with things if yes. you say them um, one of my professors, he was talking about his kid. <laughs> this is a fun bunny trail too. So he was talking about, he was at a grocery store and this kid wanted a candy bar. And he's like, no, we're about to have dinner. I'm not buying a candy bar. And the kid had a complete meltdown. And he's like, what do you do? Do I buy him a candy bar? Or do I let him embarrass me in front of the whole grocery store? Right. And people are like, you buy him the, I almost swore, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you buy him the candy bar. And he's like, no. You don't. And we're like, okay, what do you do? He says, so you're teaching them now. If they act out, they get what they want. Yeah. Instead, you as a parent have to be okay with getting embarrassed and following through with your word. When you say no, it means no. And so that's always stuck with me. Like, ah, so I really need to make sure, like, what I'm saying is what I mean. Yeah. So. And there's a couple things, and I hope I don't forget both. But the (laughs) one with that is, like, being that parent in public Mm -hmm. you know it can be kind of nerve-wracking because all eyes are on you and with the phones out there nowadays like it's it's kind of scary yeah and 
You could get canceled very yes, fast. Yes, very fast. Mm-hmm. But one positive thing from that is I've had in the past, like, other parents will come up to you and be like, you know, good job, mom. You're doing a good job. Aww. And how encouraging that was in that moment. Because, one, you are embarrassed because right. your kid's acting like a turd. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, you just want to – you're mortified. You just want to be out of that situation. Yeah. But there are so many supportive parents out there that they will recognize, hey, you're doing a great job. That's exactly what I would do. Or more, I am so proud of you. Like, I want to do that next time. Or, you know, just encouraging people. Yeah. And it's so awesome. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about is when we took one of our kids to a psychologist and talking about like parenting because of his behavior was acting out and acting out. And it's like, okay, like something's off. Like, you know, he was an overstimulated child and, you know, kind of defiant. And it just, was rough. Well, they actually, the therapist talked, it was more about parenting and how, what we could do to help him. Uh And she had said, and one of the things that I took away from that, she goes, if you don't correct that behavior now, yeah, what is that? You know, he's three now, Uh he's four now, whatever, you know, that was at the time. Yeah. What does that look like if you don't correct it? And he's 14, 15. Uh It looks a lot different. Yeah. And I was like, that was an aha moment for me of like, mm-hmm. okay, it's okay to correct this behavior now because I don't want to deal with it and what that looks like. It manifests and is huge when you're 15 and 16 and it's right. just not okay. Yeah. So I thought that was like awesome. That is so awesome. Love psychology. <laughs> yes. So setting boundaries. Yes. Oh my this gosh. This is such a good one. Yes. I suck at this and working on it but I yes. suck at you know, it. it's kind of a new trigger word too it like is. in this modern day society of yeah. boundaries and what that mm-hmm. means so family live says we often use boundaries to protect children from harm or danger but it is important that you try to explain why boundaries are there rather than issuing orders for mm-hmm. instance if you pull them away from an open fire explain why yeah Children may be reluctant to follow instructions if parents command them. However, an explanation as to why the instructions are so important will help your child understand and therefore cooperate. Mm. And like really explaining the why, because you know, kids go through that stage. Why, 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 why? Well, they can relate to that. Like they process that in their brains that way. So explaining, we're not going to do this because, or this is why we don't do that. And they, kids are smart. They are. Mm -hmm. They will soak all that in. And at some point you're going to plant that seed in them. Yeah. And it'll grow. Yeah. And hopefully like carrying that on into adulthood. Oh, absolutely. Of knowing how to set boundaries. And I guess I always believed as like a Christian that boundaries weren't loving because we're supposed to put our needs in front of others. And I read this book that was like, you know, boundaries are talked about in the Bible that you need to be able to set boundaries. And if people violate your boundaries, it's okay to cut that off or retract like how you interact with that person. It doesn't mean you don't love them. It means you have to love them from a distance and you have to grant the amount of access to your heart that they're responsible with. Yes. And so this is a Something that even instilling that in your kiddos early on. So it's just something that like, you know, it just comes to them of like boundaries are okay. And I know how to set them properly. Yes. Awesome. That's so cool. (laughs) So another one, communication. 
you know, not only, you know, raising families, you first and foremost have to communicate yeah. with your partner. Like, yeah. that is step number one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, communication is important during both the good and the tough times. Children often find it hard to put their feelings into words. And just knowing that their parents are listening can be yeah. enough. Talk about yourself, not just about your problems, but about your daily life. Mm -hmm. If they feel included in the things you do, they are more likely to see the value of including you in the things they do. Yeah. And one big place that we do this is at the dinner table. Oh, yes. So when we surround mm -hmm. yourself with food and yep. at the dinner table, in that moment of having that family bonding time, we do talk about the day. We do yep. talk about feelings. We do talk about, you know, mm -hmm. fun things that we do or, you know, what happened at school today. Yeah. And it's kind of cool because the kids see the value in it. And every once in a while, they'll be like, well, Dad, how was your day at work? Aww. Or Mom, how was your day? Yeah. And it's so cute to know. And, like, it's such a good feeling that, they're listening. Yeah. Well, and, um, oh shoot, I just lost it. It was something about communication. I'll let you know if okay. I come back to it. <laughs> but like quality time too. Try to organize some time together. Like we yeah. around the dinner table or sports. Yeah. We're big sports families. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we like to pick a TV show, especially in the winter. Cause sure. nobody likes to be outside when it's <laughs> super cold. So we picked a TV series this yeah. last winter. What was it? Um, it was, um, Wednesday. Oh, I yes. Get... I haven't seen it yet. But yeah, with the, the Adams family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And at first, the kids are like, this is, oh, I don't know, Mom. They're like, really? Okay. I'm like, well, you know, just, you know, be open-minded. Right. See if you like it. You know, maybe just watch one episode. Well, after one episode, like, they're hooked. Sold. They're sold. And then it was, well, when do we get to watch the next one? Can we stay up late and watch the second one? Like, we want to know what happens. We don't want to wait. So it was kind of cool to get them excited about Aww. spending family time even though they don't really know they're bonding as a family they just think yeah. they're watching a show but right you know, in mom's mind it's just, yeah this is great like, awesome <laughs> yes <laughs> oh i know what i was gonna say yeah so talking like going back to communication even like this quality time like kids you were saying kids struggle sometimes with like putting words to their feelings and it's like we as adults do that too so like even expecting that a kid can understand you know putting words to like what they're feeling can be difficult because it's difficult for us like sometimes i'm like cry over losing the remote or cry over losing my burks and i'm like i don't know where i put them and, you know and car's like what's wrong and i'm like i don't know that's not even the shoes like i don't know it's just i'm just like sad you know so even us like or especially for me, I don't want to speak for everyone, I guess, but I even have like a hard time putting my feelings into words. So again, teaching that young to them, of, like, yes. it's okay if you don't completely understand what you're feeling, but trying to articulate that and that we're listening is perfect. Well, expressing mm -hmm. your feelings and practicing that. Yeah. Like every day, practice expressing your feelings yeah. because it's hard, you know, we just feel them, mm -hmm. but actually putting them into yeah. words. Especially with little boys too. I think that's so good to have them understand why they're feeling and that it's okay to feel. Yes. You know, or you don't want to grow up and be the kid that can't regulate their emotions right. or know how to express them properly. Absolutely. In quality time, you know, this will give you all a chance to connect and talk about the important issues as well as the more fun topics. Yeah. You know, ask your children to help you when the chores or errand you need to like run errands. Yeah. And 
you know, it's so, especially young kids, like they get so proud about, I help mom do this or yeah. I help dad do that. Like you give them a job, they're, they're going to do it. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. You don't want it to backfire. Fingers like, crossed. Yeah. We don't always need to bribe the kids. Like, but just even like, Hey, you got big muscles, but buddy, like dad needs your big muscles. Can yeah. you bring them outside please? Yes. Um, you know, they may protest and may not want to do it, but they will feel included in your life rather than being an outsider. Oh, so I love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. And how like comforting too. Like, yeah. cause raising a family, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. No. You know, there's going to be tough times and getting through them together and going through those challenges and growing together yeah. and, you know, even sharing some of those experiences you know, as the oldest child in the family, you know, they go through it all first, right? Yeah. Then the second one goes through, you know, maybe not as much as the first one went through because we've learned lessons from the first child. And then yeah. it gets to the baby and you're just like, oh, well, you know, he's got it. <laughs> he's or... got it. <laughs> oh, my God. I think, too, like, today, I think definitely my generation really, like, romanticizes this version of marriage and family, too. Mm -hmm. And so then it it creates like this, oh, everything's going to be perfect. Um, you know, if I, if I quote unquote fall out of love with my partner, I just divorce them and, you know, I'll just do whatever makes me happy. And it's, it's really not that it's a lot of sacrificing. And some days you have to like choose to love people because they can be hard to love some days, or maybe that's not the right way to say it, but there can be those hard days where it's like, oh, I love you, but I could just punch you in the face yes. right now too. And you, you have to choose to like be a part of this family and being like not included in things, but you know, you do have to choose some days. Some days are harder than others. Some yeah. days are easy and you're like, I'm so in love and I love yes. my family. And if you could see me right now, my arms are like flying yes. in the wind, <laughs> you know, but those hard days are really the days too, where we can't always romanticize this version of what raising a family looks like or right. even what a marriage looks like because because realistically, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, it's not like, no, no, <laughs> no, my friend, my my best friend from elementary school and I, we always used to go, it's not all rainbows and, or what do we say? Unicorns and butterflies. And right. we'd always say Sparkles. That. Yeah, right? And, like, <laughs> and then no. we'd laugh for like 20 minutes because we're like, unicorns and butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. The next one, like another value mm -hmm. would be, you know, being flexible. Yeah. Being adaptable. I like that. And, you know, more than anything, children just want to spend time with their parents. Yeah. And, you know, when electronics and the phones and tablets all became a big thing, mm -hmm. I mean, you see less and less of that. And it's so heartbreaking because when you step back and you look about, like, we've said this too with our kids because they're like, they could be on an iPad all day. Well, yeah. no. Mm -hmm. look at what you're missing. Right. So then like the thing we've done too is like, okay, you're only going to get it for like an hour today. Right. That's it. And then you're going to reflect later on in the day back to, well, what all else did you do today? Go find the fun, go outside, yeah. play with your brother or, 
you know, read a book, do a fun activity, find their toys, play a game. And then we reflect later on in the day and be like, well, how was your day? Mm -hmm. Well, it was good. We did this, this, and that. I said, it's okay. Now that you didn't spend as much alone time on your iPad, right? Like, look at all the other things you did. Look at all the things you've been missing out on because you were stuck behind a a screen. Yeah. And I just love like watching the kids find those fun activities and, and mm-hmm. going out and just being creative again and having that imagination. Like yeah. it's just so fun to see and bringing that back when we were young. Yeah. You know? And too, I think I was the last generation to not grow up with iPods. I mean, uh, the iPod came out when I was like 12, uh-huh. you know, and my first phone was a flip phone. So I didn't have the iPhones and the, you know, I, I carried my flip phone and my iPod, you know, cause they were separate and now they're together. And so um, I just, that's a thing too, that I'm really kind of scared about when I become a parent. like, I don't want my kids to be like addicted to electronics. Like, how do I manage that? And so I even started doing that for myself now. Like I put a limit on my phone, like a time limit for like how long I can be on social media. Yeah. And then once I hit that time limit, it's like, go read a book, go talk to somebody, do something else besides being on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And it has been really beneficial for me. And doing that now is kind of like, how do I want to be as a mother? And how can I start, you know, training myself now to do those things? Like huge time management skills there. Like that's so awesome. And like a thing to structure is so big in a family, especially for kids. Kids need structure. Mm -hmm. And again, one of our, um, the middle child, when we would we went to see that psychologist, it be, it was based on structure and, yeah. you know, daycare teacher would change or sure. like a new thing in his life would happen or a new routine and it would just like rock his world. Mm. And, you know, n- looking back now, I wish I knew a little bit of more about like how to be a flexible parent, like teach them yeah. how to be flexible. Like it's okay. You know, cause I was so structured like OCD, like it's gotta be a certain way. And yeah. you know, that's probably, probably my weaknesses that carried over in to them. And, sure. you know, I guess I've learned from that and, you know, have adapted and, and move forward. But yeah, just wishing I knew how to be teach more flexibility Yeah, when the kids were younger right. would have been helpful for me. Well, and things that you don't realize, like how, what's something, you know, like your structure changes and it's not the end of the world for you. So like, how would you have even related that to like knowing that that rocks his world? Right. So, I mean, it's to the point now, like, you know, when I talk about schedules and like, okay, Easton's going here, Boston's going here, you have to pick up Brooklyn here Mm -hmm. and oh, we got a game though, but, but it got canceled. So now you have to reroute and rechange your whole day. Like I had to literally sometimes change my day four times. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) ah, like, oh my gosh. Like, okay, I can do this. Start over. It's fine. Yep. Step one. Here we go. What am I doing first? And then move on to the next thing, but it can be frustrating, but I've learned to be more flexible and be patient with myself. And that's, you know, some advice I wish, you know, I would knew sooner. <laughs> Hold on loose. Yes. Oh, that was a Kelly. Yeah, Kelly quote. Kelly one-liner. <laughs> um, spending quality time with your partner. I feel like this is should be number one. I know we mm-hmm. touched on it a little bit earlier, but really connecting with the partner and building that relationship there and then what that means yeah. 
for kids, like, you know, seeing that loving, nurturing side. Yeah. This reminds me so much of, so when I was teaching dance, like, three nights a week, I felt like my relationship with my fiance was just kind of on the back burner. It was just kind of like we were going through the motions, almost like to a point roommates you know you're just kind of going through the motions so like stuck in a routine yeah or maybe not even stuck in a routine maybe just like didn't even have time to like have a relationship you know like um so it just felt not like robotic but it just our relationship definitely lacked and there was more kind of like silent fights Mm -hmm. because we weren't spending that quality time together and honestly since I've like stopped teaching our like just naturally our relationship has grown so much stronger and we've just really enjoyed each other's company more and we were just talking about this the other day he's like I just I feel like since you've like stopped teaching you you've been less stressed and you've just had more time to relax and our relationship has just gotten better because of it naturally and I was like I agree too I feel like I have more fun with him I laugh more with him but it's because I get to spend more time with him, you know? So yeah. it really was kind of like one of those blessings in disguise. But I I totally agree with spending. And again, like starting those things now. So when kids come into the picture, yes, it doesn't change. And that reminds me of a quote <clears throat> that I read that said, you know, children come into your life. You don't come into the child's life. So bring them with. Help them adapt to your life. You don't have to give. I mean... To an extent, you do have to give things up, but you don't have to, like, give up your whole life before kids. You know, they're coming into your life, so help them adapt and take them with to things. Is it going to be more challenging? Uh, Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But, like, they're coming into your life and help them adapt and bring them along. And my parents did that. (laughs) There was this one wedding that I wasn't invited to for the first time ever. Like, I'm an only child, so... I do everything with my parents, and they took me everywhere. It just was, like, part of the package. You know, you want Jamie and Lisa there, Asia comes. Sorry, (laughs) you know? And so there was this wedding I didn't – it turns out I was invited, but I wasn't on, like, the, like, invite list. And so I go, oh, so what time's the wedding? And my mom's like, you can't go. What do you mean I can't go? She's like, you weren't on the invite list. It was just me and your dad. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like (laughs) – they took their first vacation without me this year too, and I was <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm waiting for the invite. And I'm like, I don't think I'll get an invite. Like, and so it's just funny because you know my whole life it's been, I come with them, and that's that's how my parents have been. Like, I don't know if it was harder for them to be honest. It was always great for me, but you know I just come with them. It's just part of life and part of family, and that is something that I will definitely bring in like to my mother world or whatever when yes. I'm a mother. Hey, but you're already building those building blocks with the, with Connor. So yeah. you're already starting that base for building a family. Yeah. So a couple questions like you had asked, Yeah. you know, in the beginning, before we started doing this podcast, like just to kind of generate ideas. Yeah. Do you want to go through some Oh, of sure. So, okay. We kind of did talk about like setting boundaries. Um, that was just a huge one for me. Um, I guess, is there anything you have to like, what are some effective strategies like for different age groups that you like set those boundaries with your kids? Ooh. Well, again, you talk about, um, Ooh, this is a tough one to be put on the spot. (laughs) Okay. 
Um, can we come back? Yes. Let's come back to that one. Yes. Okay. So then another, um, so I am an only child, but I want to have more than one kid. And so I've never experienced like siblings or how that works. So, um, I'm coming into that with no knowledge almost. So I'm just kind of curious of like building those strong sibling relationships and how you do that. Okay. This is a great one. Um, I feel like this could be its own podcast subject to <laughs> talk about, <laughs> right? So siblings, like growing up as a sibling in, in that blended family and yeah. just adapting to that, you know, there's going to be fights. Mm-hmm. There's going to be hair pulling <laughs> and punching and fighting over toys and the colored cup. Yeah. Because, you know, God forbid you have the red cup instead of the blue cup. <laughs> right. Because it tastes different, right? It's, it's like, can't relate. Oh, I always got the blue God. cup. <laughs> there was, Asia got choice number one all the time. But it is really about sharing and about compromising. Yeah. And we talk to our kids, you know, about, you know, we're going to do things together as a family. And you're not always going to like it. But you have to be open to it and you might, you know, again, find the font. That's kind of the motto we go by. And the siblings, so I feel like the older two siblings, they fought right away when they, you know, their younger years. And they're pretty close in age, right? Yeah, so they're about 18 months apart. Sure. And then Boston to Easton is a little over two years. Sure. And the... The older two now are pretty darn good. Yeah, they and are. they're awesome. Well, let's just say <laughs> the youngest one and the middle one don't always get along, and sure. I feel like that is the biggest conflict right now in our family. Okay. is just getting them to cooperate at home. Like sure. some days, it is just absolutely nuts. And now that I just counted that there's 14 days left to school and yeah. summer's coming, I'm like, oh. Oh, oh we got to get this figured out before <laughs> summer comes. Or You guys are not allowed to kill each other, okay? Yes. Like we, so we're working on things now to avoid sure. some of those situations or to help prevent some of them. Okay. But, I mean, it is separating them when they are fighting. Okay, you go to your room. You go to your room. Think about what's happening. Think about the actions yeah. and the things you did. And then we'll come back and talk about it when you've calmed down. Mm, and. That you know that's kind of a an easy go to one you're giving yourself a break cuz you just sent right. both of the kids that are screaming and fighting yeah. like, away what's going on <laughs> right gives you a chance to reflect and think about like huh okay how do I want to handle this situation and then bring them back and talk about it sure oh i love that yes i too i wonder if you can relate to this so one of my biggest fears with like having more than one kid is that they grow up and are adults and aren't close anymore or don't talk or don't get along. It's like, I don't know. That just makes me so sad to think about like my kids not getting right. along or. So I guess we, in my family, cause we're pretty uh, tight, tight yeah. family, mm-hmm. but really we it's such a big family dynamic we have mm-hmm. in the age gaps that we have as siblings sure you know we didn't always hang out or do things you know necessarily when I was littler because they were six years to 18 17 sure. plus years older than me yeah and then after my mom passing and my dad remarrying and I gained yeah. a mom mm-hmm. and 
two other siblings and like blending that in. Now I'm not the baby anymore. I have two younger siblings and like yeah. really adjusting to that. Yeah. You know, I'm close for the most part with all my siblings yeah. and mm-hmm. in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I love that I have those connections with them yeah. and like each relationship is different. Each one I cherish yeah. different than the other. And but I love them all the yeah. same. And I feel like you kind of get the best of both worlds because you're technically an only child. Yes. But you have all these siblings too, so you're kind of yes. like the best of both worlds. Yes. Hannah Montana <laughs> going on here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm closer now with my older siblings sure. than I was at a younger age because we yeah. were just at different stages in our life, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. And it's just awesome to have that. Yeah. Well, I even see that too now with like Connor and Cody. You know, mm-hmm. when we started dating, like, he wasn't very close to Col- Cody. Good Lord. Sometimes I will call you Odie. I'll be like, I'm going over to Odie's house. And I'm like, dang it, Otto and Cody's house. <laughs> so I bled with Ace That's awesome. Um, you know, like, when Connor and I first started dating, he was in high school, still kind of a kid. Like, like Cody and him really didn't have a lot to relate to. But now that they're older, even, like, through the age difference, like, now Connor's an adult and they, like, have similar interests and things like that so it's cool to see like that aspect of it because I don't I mean I I have two like that were my old like neighbor kids that I call my brothers yeah um but you know at the end of the day if like I was fighting with Matthew or something I got to go to my own house yeah. <laughs> you know like I, I didn't have to figure it out I you just, just removed yourself yeah I just waited until I cooled down and come back later but that's like the closest understanding I have to like what siblings are what like what it is to have a brother and even then I was allowed to remove myself from the situation go back home being an only child so <laughs> so the two boys you know they do fight constantly they're both they love sports and yeah. you know they play one-on-one basketball yeah. outside well one's two years older right. and, and there's a size similar. difference yeah. but they're so competitive and so strong-willed <laughs> that it always ends in a fight. I swear, yeah, there's I'm it sure. never ends like high five in each other ever. Can't you just get along. Like <laughs> it ends in crying, blood, like fights. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we keep encouraging them and telling them like someday you guys yeah. are gonna love each other and it's not gonna always end in a fight. <laughs> right. And you can kind of see that too with now like with Brooklyn and Boston getting along. Yes. I wonder too how that dynamic is because like. Brooklyn's a girl and Boston's a boy, so there's that kind of, like, there's not as much, like, testosterone and competitiveness there as there probably is with Boston and Easton, because they're both boys and they both want to be the alpha. Mm -hmm. I mean, and Brooke is a kind of girl, she knows what she wants, and she's strong-willed that way, but she's also can be passive and just let someone else take that spot, and I love that quality about her. Mm -hmm. Um, and when it, you know, you talked about boundaries a little bit, yeah. um, the boundaries, like you say, between a boy and a girl, like yeah. they are kind of different, mm-hmm. you know, you don't like to treat your kids differently, but sometimes you do based off of the need. Yeah. You kind of have to. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, setting boundaries with the kids and making sure that they know it's okay to have your alone time, but, you know, coming together and like, that's a big yeah thing too is. Like, you have your ways, your brother has his ways, your yeah. sister has her ways. Yeah. And you have to respect that, like, that's who she is or that's who he is. And, you know, those are boundaries. And, like, to give a specific example, like, oh, my gosh, um, like, routines. Mm-hmm. Like, that's 
the morning routine and one of the boys would be like, well, sure. she did this or she did that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, she's older. She has, she, she's old enough to know this is what you do, but you know, yeah. you're not quite there yet. Sure. And you know, when you're 10, you'll get to do this too. Yeah. Or like just holding them back. And I guess one big thing would be social media sure. and having a phone. Like, no, you can't have a phone yet. Mm. You have to wait. It's not a need for you right now. Yeah. And you know, so that would probably be a big, one of the bigger boundaries we have. Sure. Huh. So cool. I just, I find it so fascinating because I, don't have like siblings you know I mean I do like I definitely call Nick and Matthew my brothers and they're the closest thing I do have two brothers so I'm kind of like claiming them for that even if they don't want me to (laughs) but um, oh my gosh and to kind of wrap it up because we're going a little bit longer than we normally do but I know you know it's kind of a fun like part threes of these yes (laughs) like it's just crazy but I guess like to sum everything up raising a family is just to you know, set those values and morals as a family together. Yeah. Like, what does that look like? What are your rules in your household? Mm. What are your beliefs that you believe together as a family? Yeah. Find those things that connect you and bring you guys together. Yeah. To spend that quality time and, yeah. you know, just build a life that you love mm-hmm. and build something that works for everybody. Yeah. Oh, I love that. This was such a good discussion gives me so much to ponder on about raising a family (laughs) so all right you ready yes three two one until Until next time. time